Hey. 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 This is uh the 97th time that we've done this. Uh, episode 97, as it were, of the Q&A podcast. I swear your intros get weirder and weirder as we march on to 100. <laughs> I tell you, every time we're... Because I'm over here looking at the damn computer, I was over here, hey, 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 like, you the damn police, what the hell? Every time, like right before you, you hit record, press record, I'm literally trying to figure out something really... To, I'm really trying to uh, come up with a new intro, and more importantly, uh, a new way to, to get you to crack like that. <laughs> so, my name is Anthony. It can't be simple like, hey guys, welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah. No. It's like, I'm going to throw something, he ain't going to expect this. No, not you know, at With all. this curve right here. It's really more for you than anything, like just to mm-hmm. kind of get your reaction <laughs> each time. A unique reaction mm-hmm. from you every time. Uh, but my name is Anthony, and sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Yo. So, we're trying to figure out what we're going to talk about, because a lot has been going on lately. Um, the Astros are surging. Um, this is a Sunday night we're recording. We're actually watching Sunday night baseball, Astros and, and Red Sox. Um, close game. Hasn't been a close series, really, because Astros have won the first two uh, of the series, so hopefully mm-hmm. they can come back and get the sweep. They're down 2-1 in the... Bottom of the fifth right now as we're recording, but um, you know they're they're surging. Um, there's been fights have been going on, uh, you know, like UFC stuff. Um, uh, what else has been going on? Football literally just started. Right, college football was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, pro wrestling. We should talk about all in another time. Okay. Um, and today that uh, was the. First Sunday of the NFL season, and a question I, I had for you, like right away, one of the first things that I wanted to ask you because I didn't get to see the Texans game today, uh, was unable to watch it. I was watching, kind of keeping an eye on another game, um, but we lost today against the Patriots, twenty-seven twenty. Um, you know, even though I'm a fan of the Texans, I'm never going to be surprised that any team loses to New England. I mean, as long as Brady and Belichick are there, you know, you're never surprised if that they win a game. Mm-hmm. So having said that, since it was the first game of the season for the Texans, since it was Brady and Belichick that they lost to, um, and it was 27-20, to 20, the final score, st- even still, is this going to be a-, a long season for the Texans? Well, how do you define long? Like, like just long bad or of course, torturous? Yeah. I just want to say off the rip, I'd never want to see the Texans take on the Patriots again. <laughs> and I'd never want to see them as long as Bill O'Brien is a head coach. Yeah. Because it feels like um, like you're going outside and playing basketball against your dad. Like he, <laughs> when you were like, a kid. Yeah. He, like, he knows your dad... You know, he's got all the moves, and, and he knows all your moves, and he's always got a trick up this sleeve that you never see coming. That's what it feels like watching um, this team take on the the Patriots. It's so frustrating because you when you watch the game, because I, I, I think I, call, I came in like at the end of the first quarter, but literally the first series... Uh, the Texans fumbled the snap. Jeez. First, first, um, 
Oh, that's right. First play. I did see that highlight. They fumbled the snap. And it's like, I'm watching this, and it feels like... I don't know what... It comes down to coaching. It feels like Bill O'Brien just started coaching the team last week. <laughs> Every Their play calling, it makes no sense. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're doing the best to maximize Deshaun Watson's abilities. Um, they go away from working things in the, I think it was the third quarter, they had the run game working with Alfred Blue and uh, Lamar Miller, and they just stopped doing it for the, almost the rest of the game. Uh, at the end, in the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter, they find they get in the red zone and they're down by two scores, and I believe they get down, and it's about four minutes left in the fourth quarter. They scored, but they didn't score until like two fifteen. Like it took them two minutes to score in the red zone. Jeez. Now, part of the reason you mentioned Deshaun Watson, uh, them not utilizing his skill set, is it? Do you think is it more of a matter they're trying to ease his, ease him back onto the team? You know, after missing most of the last year with the injury, I mean, just kind of being cautious with him, or is it just a problem that's only going to get worse? I mean, you got you said, but uh, when you say I'm looking at, it, it's like, damn, you have you've had all this time in the preseason to mm-hmm. get prepared for this. And they've, like I said, it feels like they just got this team together. They just started practicing like a week ago. And it just, it's a stark difference between the Patriots, where it's a well oiled machine. They come out, they know what they're doing. Everybody needs to be where to to go. I mean, the defensive line of the Texans didn't get any pressure until like midway through the fourth quarter. You see the game, you see Brady had three touchdowns. Those three touchdowns aren't on the defensive back in the secondary. That's because the defensive line, Watt, Clownley, Merciless, those guys up there, they were getting no pressure. There were plays where Tom Brady had enough time to land a goddamn airplane. (laughs) He was not being touched by these guys until the fourth quarter. So what's the deal, man? I mean, I don't... Why the, deal, you... the deal is all these all these damn guys who come from the um, the um, Bill Belichick tree, like mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien, Ronald Cannell, um, who am I forgetting? Josh McDaniels. J- Josh McDaniels. Uh, what's Charlie Weiss? These guys are so fucking overrated. That's the problem. Everything that that comes from the Patriots is because of Bill Belichick. These guys get propped up because they're under Bill's wing and, and like they get. They get the, what's what I'm looking for? Basically, they get the they get the rub. They get the rub from Bill Belichick. They think, oh, this guy's got to be great. He works for Belichick. Belichick knows what he's doing. Belichick knows what you hire. And then you get these guys. And it's like, no, these guys don't know anything. Belichick <laughs> runs the ship. These guys just stand there and have uh, headphones on because somebody has to. Exactly. Not because they know they're they know anything about the sport. Super, it's super annoying because it's always the same thing every year, especially against the Patriots. Where it just at the end of the the second, you know, right before halftime, the Patriots are driving down the field, and it's within the two last two minutes, so so no challenges. And Brady throws a pass to Gronk, and Gronk catches it, but when he he 
lands on the ground, looks like the ball comes loose. Mm-hmm. The Patriots hurry. They get to the line. They make the, they snap the ball off before the challenge can come from above. Because you know, with the last two minutes, only uh, the NFL, the office can challenge. You know, there's no coach challenges. Right. So, if you, why, the question people I saw on Twitter was like, why didn't Bill O'Brien call a timeout to at least give the NFL a chance to look at it and then decide they want to review? And his his um in his press conference at the game, he's like, well, that's not it's not my job to call timeouts, so the <laughs> officials can review it, which is true. It's not his job, but still, if you see the Patriots running up to the huddle. They're not running, up, you know, run up to the line of scrimmage. They're not doing that for fun. They're doing it because they think it's challengeable. Call the goddamn timeout. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so. I'm I'm just tired of seeing Bill O'Brien's lumpy, dumpy, doofus face when it comes against the Patriots. Because it's like uh, Bill Belichick knows everything he's going to do before he he does it. I just, if I could, I would ask the. Um, Whenever they go to New England or the New England comes here to play, like let's just get a group of Madden players and let them <laughs> be the coaching staff of that game because Bill O'Brien just can't get it done against New England. He's had chance after chance, and like the games are like rarely close. I think this one and the one they had last year up in New England were the closest games. Otherwise, he gets blown out by like fifteen points. Mm-hmm. So as long as Bill O'Brien's here, New England's always going to have our number. Basically, I think New England's going to have a number period because they're un, until Bell, Brady and Belichick retire because they're the best combination in the league right now. But it's just so frustrating to see them make the same mistakes over and over again. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I thought that you, uh, you, you're like, oh, this defensive line is going to get after them. They have, I believe, they had two sacks, but those sacks didn't come to the fourth quarter. Uh, Tyrone Matthew, he had an interception and he had a. Um, a fumble recovery, so he played his part. But fumbling on the first drive of the game, right. on the first snap of the first drive of the game. Who fumbled it? Was that, was that, that Watson? Watson. Yeah. Was Watson. Watson fumbled the snap. I mean, when you see that as a Texan fan, you just automatically go, oh, well, here we go again. Right, so that's, yeah, that's where I get the question. Is this going to be a long season? Or is it you think it's just Bill O'Brien just – you know, is always going to be bested by Bill Belichick. He's always going to be bested. I can say that because mm-hmm. I think all of Belichick's uh, proteges have been bested by him. Like I said, it's like taking your dad on the driveway. He right. knows all your moves. He, he can predict everything you're going to do. It's one of the few instances, instances where the master will never be bested by the student. Yeah, that's the student will never come up to best the, the, ma- the master. So... Are you saying, like, would you say it's just, hey, it's first game, it's one game, it's this particular game against this particular coach and, and system? Um, you were, there any, were there any positives that you, any takeaways, any positive takeaways from this game that, okay, maybe game two will be better? You know, um, The offensive line looked good in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, both Blue and Bell were able to run efficiently and effectively. Uh, let's see, positive, positive. Uh, it's hard to be positive about a game. Like, when you lose a close game, it's harder to be positive than when you get blown out to me because if you get blown out, you just get blown out. It sucks. 
you but the other teams had your number. When you lose a game where you can sit there and you point out if this, this, this one happened, we could have won. Like if that grunt catch is overturned or um, what the, if the offensive line, if the defensive line could have crashed in on Brady more often, mm-hmm. things change. But it's like it's just one thing after another. It's like I think the Patriots, I mean the Patriots, I think the Texans will win the AFC South. But I don't think they go that far. This is a winnable division again this year. Yes. Because um, Jacksonville had a pretty rough going today as well, from what I saw. The Colts are... I mean... Did they ever finish that game? <laughs> that's right. I don't think that... Yeah, you're, I don't think that game did get finished. Um, uh, let me Google that. The Colts are, you know, still... Are just... Happy to have Andrew Luck back. You know, it remains to be seen what happens. You know, if he's uh, gets back to form, or if you know, if it's going to take a while for him to be the guy that he once was. So I guess it's. I guess um, I. I'm not too concerned. Because I feel like if Watt and Clowney get going... Yeah, the Mingles won today, 34-23. to 23. Okay. No, that was, I'm sorry. It was the Titans-Dolphin game that was in the um, that was delayed. And the Dolphins beat the Titans. Okay. So, at least we're not alone in the bottom of the AFC South. So, everybody lost. Except for the Jags. Oh, what was that, what was that score? 20-15. Uh, to 15. Okay. So, you're hoping, best case scenario, it comes down to... The, Jags and Texans. Because uh-huh. I feel like our offense is still pretty good and should get better this year. I mean, especially if Watson can regain his form. If Watt is even half of what he used to be, that's still better than most. And if you get a full, healthy, clowny, and, and merciless, the addition of Tyron Matthew. I mean, it seems like a. It, on paper, it looks like a pretty good squad. So, yeah, what do you paper. think? I mean, do you think going forward, you know, it'll be, uh, won't be too bad, or? Um, I think, like I said, I think I still think they have a chance to win the AFC South. Mm-hmm. I just think Bill O'Brien is a coach that won't ever coach his team up. Gotcha. So, like, the talent will take him to the AFC South or a wild card mm-hmm. because they're just they're that talented. But he's never going to be the guy that takes like someone who's a B plus player and make them an A plus player. Mm-hmm. Like Bel- Belichick will put in schemes that make you know right. some white wide receiver that you never heard of into the next <laughs> thousand yard receiver. Oh, and I don't think I don't uh, from what I've seen in the past year. How long has Bill Bryan been? Three, three years. Three years. Yeah, what I've seen, he doesn't have that ability. He's not. He is not the quarterback whisperer that he's been. That we were led to believe. Mm-hmm. I think everything that that everything you see that happens with Deshaun Watson is going to be from Deshaun Watson. Bill Bel, Bill O'Brien isn't the coach that can build a scheme around him to make him great. Mm-hmm. Watson will make himself great. Gotcha. So, 
You know, I feel like, you know, we, we kind of go through this every time. I mean, every team goes through this whenever, you know, a coach gets fired or, you know, whatever. Um, when you look at the Texans, who do you, I mean, who's the kind of, except for Bill Belichick, I mean, let's just take him, remove him out of the equation. But is there a coach you would like to see, like fantasy, like if you could fantasy book it, a coach like being the head coach of this team, of this roster that we have, the talent that we have, the, you know, all these guys, like, is there somebody in your mind that you would be like, man, I would love to get this coach and his mind linked with this team and this roster? And just imagine the possibilities. As far as like offensive, uh, Andy Reid. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Kansas City put up, I think they put 38 points today. I believe so. Yeah, with uh, Patrick Mahomes and, um, you know, who that? Mahomes, uh, Hunt, Hill. He's one of those guys, like, Okay, if you're gonna have if Bill O'Brien, he has terrible clock management and he's an average offensive coach. Then at least give me give me a who just say give me Andy Reid, who's a great offensive coach and terrible uh, clock, clock management. Manager. You know, <laughs> give me at least one great one great thing. Right. So that's one. I also like uh, uh what's his name up in Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin. Mike oh, Tomlin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this team is kind of built. Like a Pittsburgh Steelers type of team, a, a tough defense, um, a good running. I mean, look, Le'Veon Bell is when he plays, when he's playing, is one of the best running backs in football. But Lamar Miller isn't a bad guy to have in the backfield for your team, especially when you've got a guy like Watson who, you know, doesn't necessarily need to rely on the running game on a, a, a running back per se. Um, because he's just got the wheels to make things happen, and uh, and he's got a great, you know, he's got a good arm, and the receiving core is is about as good as it's been in a while. I feel like is uh, yeah, I, I feel like those teams are kind of Pittsburgh and, and Houston are kind of the they're they mirror each other maybe closer than any other team, any other two teams might this point maybe I don't know it's just it's a very disappointing way to open up the season of course and I I think you can freak out more about football games than baseball games because you only got 16 of these things that's exactly what I was going to the point I was going to bring up as well it's like you know we Every game counts, really does count during fo- the football season. Um, baseball, you know, there's, you know, every team plays 27,000 games each season, so it's like, there's there's room for error. It just kills you in football. It's the mental mistakes in the first game. It's like, <laughs> it's the first game. You've been preparing this thing for this thing for four months, and you go out there, you make all these penalties, you Again, I'm going to harp on this. You fumble the goddamn first snap. <laughs> like, I can't let that go. How can you? And you shouldn't. You shouldn't let it go because it's, 
It sets the tone for the entire season. Not just one game, but the entire season. I don't even know who they play next. So, you want to look that up? Let's see what it is. Are we starting division games yet? Maybe. Who knows? Let's see. I think the great thing is the uh, Cowboys lost as well. So, when I go into work tomorrow, my supervisor can't talk smack. The Cowboys did lose today 16-8 to against uh, Carolina. Is there, you know, I was talking to my dad about this game, mm-hmm. about that game. Because it was, you know, the Fox NFL Sunday game of the week or whatever. It was? Yeah, it was the 3 o'clock game. Oh, yeah, game. Cowboys. Duh. So, stupid. I feel like whenever the Cowboys play against Carolina, it's it feels like a, a rivalry. Like, it, it feels like th- these two teams are actually rivals. And... Does it now? Yeah, it... You, I, I never really noticed until my dad asked me, like, are, you know, these guys have, like, history? And I'm like, not really, because Carolina's only been around for, like, 25 years. Only 25 years. Well, I mean, compared to the Cowboys, have been like, around for, like, 50 years. Um, you want some bad news right now? What's that? Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers left Sunday night's game against Chicago after appearing to injure his left leg. Oh, God. He was taken to the locker room. On a cart. Oh, God. I got to start looking for a quarterback for fantasy. <laughs> Is that all you care about is fantasy? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and we play the Titans next week, so we're starting with the – Yeah. God damn, you got that quick. I'm still Googling on – I'm looking up on um, ESPN. Yeah, we're starting division games next week. But um, – and I felt like, yeah, you know, it, it always seems like a big game between Dallas and, and Carolina. But then, I, re, but what I came down to was that I don't know. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like Cam Newton is really that big of a star that anytime he plays, quote unquote, not my words, don't shoot the messenger, America's team, it's just a recipe for a game, a must see kind of game. Like, one of the faces of football is Cam Newton. I mean, he's big and athletic and is in commercials and is marketable. And he's a good football player. He's a great football player who happens to be on every, you know, every other year, uh, every year either a pretty good football team or a subpar team. But never, he's never really been on a great football team. They made the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They yeah. made the Super Bowl a couple years ago. But ever since then, great... it's just been like pretty good or less than. And then to you know to lock horns with the Dallas Cowboys, which whether you love them or hate them, it, it's a it's a four billion dollar. It's valued at four billion dollars. You know, uh, you know the, the most valuable franchise in all sports. Um, a lot of history there and all that kind of stuff. And now, on top of that, a good, you know, a good core of players in, in Dak, Prescott, and, and Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, yeah, I just felt like, man, I was like, I, I want to watch this game. I feel like it's, uh, it really does feel like America's game of the week. You know, America's, you know, late afternoon game. Oh, okay. I didn't. 
But I never really noticed I, it until today. I've, I've never I never really thought about, about it. it. Yeah, until today, I was like, why is it feel that way? But then I was like, okay, well, you got these two elements where it's like Cam Newton is this, you know, he he doesn't. Um, He's one of the, I would say, top ten faces of football. Yeah, I mean, you're a quarterback. You're going to be. Um, mm-hmm. You're 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 a quarterback of one of the thirty-two teams in the league. Your face is already out there, and if you're great like Cam Newton is, who been to a Super Bowl, who I believe he won the MVP that year. I think so. That's so he's. If you're doing chunky about. noodle soup commercials. Chunky chicken noodle soup. You're up there. <laughs> uh, whether you want to talk about, I mean, I I know you want to talk about it, and I'll let you take the reins on it because you know I I I understand the sentiment. I understand the. All the thoughts on it, on the whole situation. But I feel like, you know, you watch the news or you watch First Take or Colin Coward. and You listen to all these pundits, debate all these topics and whatnot. And there's just all this tension all over the place in sports, in the real world, and everything. There's so much tension going on. And, you know, you think about, man, I'm going to watch the game today. But what's probably going to dominate the headlines is outrage over this player doing this or that player doing that. I really feel like you're beating around the bush right now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, with the whole national anthem kneeling, you know, players kneeling, players not kneeling, players... Um, or people getting outraged over it and whatnot, and it's just like, man, it's it just feels like, gosh, it's already, you know, first week and everybody's getting ready for it. You know, everybody's getting getting their their ammo ready for to take on the the whole uh, topic again, all over again. And then I start watching the game today. I was watching New Orleans and Tampa, and I just, I'm watching this really back and forth game, and I'm like, man, I forgot how much fun football is. You, I, you kind of forgot. I feel like I forgot how much fun football is and how much I enjoy watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not boycotting anything. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to kneel if I go to a sporting event, but I'm not going to not watch football because I'm outraged or anything or whatever. Like, I'm going to watch sports. I like sports. I understand what... I try to understand why athletes... The, the stances that athletes take and so, you know, I respect that because that's what what we're about. This is what this country is about. It's having the freedoms to engage or, or to, you know, to ignite the conversation at least. Um, so... I just remember I like football. I really I enjoy it, man. It was fun watching the game today. It felt like oh man, the season has started. Like football is back, and I haven't you know I honestly haven't felt like that in a long time. I just 
something about this year just kind of clicked. And I think it was maybe just this back-and-forth game, this high-scoring first half between Tampa Bay, which I didn't expect, <laughs> with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Someone compared Ryan Fitzpatrick to a monkey's paw. He's good for five games, and then he goes this the shit. Right. Which is, that's pretty fucking accurate. And pretty much all they need from him, because James Winston, James Winston is suspended for three games. So it's not like they're going to rely on him for an extended period of time. But it's like, New Orleans, yeah, expect a high-powered New Orleans offense every year in, until Drew Brees retires. But I'm watching Tampa, and, you know, you're like, oh, man, they're going to destroy Tampa. But Tampa is, like, holding their own, and then they go into halftime with the lead in an impressive fashion, too. It's like, man, football is back, baby. It's fun. It's exciting. Like, I'm, I'm pumped. I can't wait for, you know, I can't wait for America's game, you know, at 3 o'clock. You know, Cowboys and, and Panthers. I'm, I'm rooting for the Panthers. For all you listeners out there, I am a Texans fan. I'm never going to root for the Cowboys, uh, you know. Just because, gotta root for the Texans, and you know they'll they'll always be a they'll always rank number one in, in Texas for me. Um, but man, I was like, I don't know, I don't know why. I just, you know, yesterday I wasn't feeling this way. I wasn't even like. Yesterday I was like, oh, tomorrow's football, and then I wake up today, and I turn on the game, and I'm like, oh man, it's football! Like, I feel good about it, you know. You in a seven minute spiel just to say I like the football. I like football. I do, I like man. The football. And you can cut that part out if you want. You can edit it out. I, if you want. I, I don't edit anything. <laughs> I, let, I don't cut anything out. I let it all ride. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'll let you take over from here. I'll let you um, be the serious one about you know or you know really. You know, if you want to talk about it, go for it, man. Because I get it. I understand most sentiments behind everything. I feel like the people that are not down with... I feel like people who are upset with the protests... I just You're not going to get through to those folks. That's why if I see it online, I, or if I see it on Facebook, or I see it on Twitter, or whatever... I don't even waste my time because if you don't understand what it's about by now, yeah. you never are. Yeah, and, and, and like it's it's, some, a t- it's a tricky situation. I mean, it's a some it's a the, delicate situation. Some of the things I see, the reasonings are so stupid. It, like when I saw someone say, "How? Why? Uh, what would Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick know about police brutality? He's rich, blah blah blah." And I'm like, "You're part of a group that literally voted for a man." As president, who said he understood the plight of the working man, that billionaire guy you voted for. Mm-hmm. So he understands poor people, but Colin Kaepernick can't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And I just like I don't like I said I don't do the argument because if your whole argument is about oh they're disrespecting the military and then people in the military come out and say. Hey, that's one of the reasons I went. I joined the military so people could be free to protest. Boy, then you're not listening to the military. And how much do you care about the military when we send these people off to war? They come back with PTSD, and the United States government doesn't take care of them. Mm-hmm. 
So how much does, do you really care? Do you really care about people in the military or do you like using them as a prop? Because it, it, it amazes that... me how one side believes that the military, as soon as you sign up, you just automatically are Republican. Like, like no Democrats or liberal people signed up to fight. It just, it, like... I know, I mean, I know of, you know, through association, not people that I've... I don't have friends, I don't have a lot of friends that served, but I know of people, you know, that are not, that have served, but they're not entirely conservative or Republican, you know. Some are libertarians, some are are Democrats, you know, and that's what we need. We need, you know, a little bit of everybody. If you're gonna, if you're gonna build an army, you kinda need a little bit of everything. You need people that want to go to army because you know who ain't going to the army? Two thumbs toward this guy. Point two fingers towards this guy. That guy and this guy. Yeah. And because I... Chinese tanks could run down your street right now and I'd be like, damn, guess I gotta learn Mandarin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boy, he just <laughs> just gave up right away. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> oh my gosh. I tried this. We've tried this America. Exactly. We tried this America thing <laughs> for about... Uh, 200 some years let's see how the Chinese rule will do you know I I I would prefer and I feel like if I if I were to say that I prefer them just to not do the national anthem during the sporting events it's like because the NFL only started doing the NASA anthem when the Department of Defense started paying them to do it right but then you know now every every sporting event does it you know I feel like if I say we should just do away with playing the national anthem at, you know, sporting events, that it's like, oh, well, you're just taking away this platform. And maybe that does, but Colin Kaepernick was smart enough to find a way. And he chose the national anthem, something that was really going to draw mm-hmm. draw attention. Because that's the point of the protest. Right. I so, feel, Like I tell you, a protest doesn't work if no one sees it. Right, so I feel like if if you were to remove the national anthem, you're not you're not taking away someone's platform. You're just making them figure out a new pla- or you know finding a new platform, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Which Colin Kaepernick has done. He's given away a million dollars to charities. Yes, yeah. he has his Nike uh, ad that he is, which I will be picking up some swag as soon as they drop them Cap Force ones. Cap Force ones. Yeah, he's gonna be part. Of, oh, not only is he like part of the advertising and everything, he's gonna have his own line of stuff. Well, not because I'm not a fan of Colin Kaepernick, but just because I'm not a fan of just bad names. But come on, man, Cap Force One. They're not called that. I just made that. Oh, up. okay. I was gonna say, come whatever on, man. She, I don't want to. Whatever he's he, he dropping, I'm buying. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh. Um. It's like change it if that's the if that's, that's the name it. you're going with. But back to your point, like these like people don't don't listen. If I, if you see them protesting, you ask, "Oh, why are they protesting?" Oh, they're protesting against police brutality and the uh, mistreatment of people of color. Oh, I wonder what that's. I wonder what that's about. Nope, it doesn't. It's not like people ask questions. It's like, oh, they're kneeling, and I I don't like that, and it's like. You, you're not even asking them what they're doing it for or why, why it matters because 
it doesn't affect you. You yeah. don't care. But I, you know, I just feel like just just do away with it at this point. And you want to know a dirty little secret? What's that? The national anthem. It ain't that. It ain't that good. It don't slap. It got no beats. <laughs> The national anthem, to be honest with you, we shouldn't even have a song. Have you ever read the other lyrics, the second verse of the national anthem? Nah. It has slaves in it. Oh. It talks about slaves. Well, they don't sing that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> if your song, if there's a part of your song that you can't sing because it's fucked up, you probably shouldn't sing the entire song. Well, I think they don't sing it because it's... It, doesn't it's irrelevant now it, or it doesn't not it's the time like it's uh it doesn't make sense to the times that we live in like there's no more slavery so why would you sing about it why would you why would you sing a song that that one of its lyrics has slavery in it in, in the first place we need a new, a new national anthem something that people stand up for <laughs> even protesters <laughs> um, but man I remember and here we are <laughs> the new national anthem this is a new national anthem it's time to get I see myself standing up hand over my heart tears rolling down my eyes just imagine like you're a foreign in a foreign country you're, fi- you, you're fighting and, you, and all of a sudden, you hear this. Come on. <laughs> You're going to feel safe. You're knowing America's coming to help you out. From sea to and, shining sea. Yes, and you're insurgent. You're scared because they're about to nuts on your ass. That's my national anthem. Submit it. Submit That's it. what I'll stand up for. <laughs> um... I remember growing up watching boxing pay-per-views and stuff, Mm -hmm. going to people's houses, you know, predominantly Hispanic houses, because when you get together to watch a fight in the 90s, you're watching Julio Cesar Chavez or Oscar De La Hoya or, you know, well, mostly those two. But it's like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, of course, you know, the Tyson fights every now and again, Mm -hmm. if you're really, really into boxing. But it's like, You'd hear Michael Buffer say, "All right, now from you know, from uh, now singing the you know the Mexico Mexico's national anthem, and now let's sing uh, America's national anthem." Like everybody, whites, Hispanics, whoever was at the viewing party, everybody would be like, "Oh God, seriously, let's get to the fight!" Like we've got. Yeah, we really don't need the national anthem in like before sporting events. I just want to get back to let's. Just, you want to take politics out of sports? Then let's take the national anthem out of sports. Let's just go straight to like, play the game. Let's, yes, let's get to it. And if and if Donald Trump has a problem with it, let him have a problem with it. Which it really that should have been the NFL's um, stance from the beginning because you see. Like Donald Trump doesn't attack the uh, the NBA, even though you know they have to stand because it's in their CBA. But you have players coming out against him, 
uh, coaches like Popovich and Steve Kerr talking about him, and he really doesn't go against. Uh, he doesn't attack them like he does the NFL. The NFL should just when he first came out with his attacks because there's nothing they can do that will stop him from tweeting about it or ranting about it on Fox News or one of his little um, his events. So what they should do is say, "We stand behind our players, and we're just going to keep going." The NFL's definitely muddled, muddied mm-hmm. the entire situation. Mm-hmm. One minute they're standing behind the players, the next minute they're not. And, you know, mm. whether you agree with them or not, just... Or whether you agree with the NFL or not, the NFL just needs to pick a side and stick to that side. You know? Yeah, so one of the excuse, and the excuse I hate is like, oh, the NFL's... Their ratings are dropping. People are upset about the end of the protest, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, the ratings aren't dropping. Well, first off, they're not just dropping on the NFL. They're dropping on TV as a whole. Yeah. Because people are are cutting the cable or, or, or just not watching in the first They don't get cable in the first place. And that's why you see all these sports teams, right? Sports leagues right now. What are they doing? They're putting games on Twitter. They're putting games on Facebook. Every every week they have a um, MLB puts a game on Twitter. Oh no, put it on Facebook. Uh, I believe NFL has a deal with Amazon now to do their Thursday night games. Mm-hmm. And it's like the reason that you're losing ratings because people are going away. So you're chasing those people to different medium. It has nothing to do with the the um, the protest or anything. And really, sometimes you, you're you losing people because uh, the games are terrible. <laughs> Did you watch the Thursday night game? Yeah, I was wa- well, I watched most of it. Because there, uh, I remember who said it. it was, I think it was the New York Times or, or watched both. Basically, they were like, oh, the ratings are down for the NFL opener compared to last year. And I'm like, well, there was a one, there was like an hour delay. And the game was, to put it politely, a rock fight. Is that what happened on Thursday? Yeah, they couldn't score. No, no, the, the it was an hour delay. Yeah, there was, uh, yeah, there was a delay. Maybe it was like forty-five minutes, but there was a delay. What was the delay? I have no earthly idea. And because maybe weather. I thought something happened because, like, when I turned the game on at like eight thirty, eight forty-five, it was still like the middle of the second quarter, and I thought. And this game started seven. Like that's a yeah. Because I turned on? in, I turned in the game like at seven thirty, seven forty-five, and they were still doing like the the sidelines things uh, for for. I was like, what's going on? They said there was some kind of delay in the game. So and they were on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. They were in Philadelphia. So it's yep. like here in Houston, we're it's we're you know it's gonna start at seven o'clock for us. It sh- or it usually does. Mm-hmm. I was like. Why is this game running so late? Like, I guess it's okay because I can watch more of it, but it didn't help that it was a stinker. No, obviously it starts off late, and you have to go to work the next day. Like, I have to get up at 5 to go to work. It's like, okay, it's a sec. I made to, like, halfway through the third, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, I can't finish the game because, you know, it's all, it, we're going on to 11, 11.30. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I feel like if it's an exciting game, maybe you're more into it. Yeah, well, I agree with that. You're right. 
but it wasn't exciting. It wasn't. No, it, it, it did stopped. not get exciting until, no. until it didn't get good until the fourth quarter. It didn't get good until two minutes left. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, the game finally turned around, but like a third of your audience went to bed because they had work. <laughs> so, but back to my original point, the NFL shouldn't worry that much about what Donald Trump says because he's going to attack. He's going to attack them no matter what they do. If they make, if the players don't stand, he's going to attack them for that. And if they do stand, he's going to attack them for taking so long. Mm-hmm. So the best, the best plan, the best thing they should do right now is just working on making the games good, right? Because you know what, I hate to say it. Well, no, I, I don't. I mean, I don't hate to say it, but it's just kind of sad in a way. But it's like at the end of the day, winning, and I guess, well, it starts off with winning, but mm-hmm. really. Look at all those Astros fans. Competitive games, exciting games, mm-hmm. cures everything. Mm-hmm. Look at look at the Astros. There we are. We had that. We made that trade at the trade deadline for Roberto Osuna, and everybody was outraged, and everybody was disappointed in this team, and couldn't believe they would go after get this guy. And for a couple of weeks. Everybody was hurt, so the team wasn't playing very well. But people were still upset. And now this team has gotten back to being the best team in baseball. And nobody's talking about Roberto Osuna. Nobody's outraged anymore about Roberto Osuna. Everybody's gearing up for the playoffs. Everybody's loving watching the team play. And I think excited everybody, about, everybody's fine with it. And, and everybody's excited about lining up for... Six, you know, six times a year to get, and to sell out, you know, a, a game to, to get a, a replica ring. You, nobody cares about that. And no, and I knew that the the outrage was not going to last because the team started winning again. Once that happens, every nobody, everybody forgets about it. I've watched Osuna close out games at, at the ballpark. Where's the reaction? There's no booing. There's nothing. On television, I haven't seen it. I didn't hear it. Gets the out. Three outs. Boom. We all go home happy. So I think there are so few that don't go home happy. Not as many as there were. That, that claimed that there were. You know, and... It's like, stick to your guns. Everybody needs to... You know, if you're going to be outraged, stick, stay outraged the whole way through. That's just me. I mean, I. I could be wrong. You're gonna get the feminists all up in, and they're gonna attack our podcast, and I'm gonna duck off that train. <laughs> oh, Rogers is back. So he didn't break his leg. No. And it brings you something that grinds my gears when people get on Twitter and they. They change their name to be like somebody, like uh, like a some football expert, and it's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers has a partially torn ACL, and they tweet it out. It's like, oh my god! It's like, what the f- what is the what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Is your life that sad? You have to fuck with other people like that? Well, what's worse than that? You know what's worse than that? Hmm. And we're still dealing with hmm. celebrity death hoaxes. Oh yeah, if you're doing that, if you're doing that, 
like what kind of sad miserable life do you have to do that shit to mess with people like that and I you know I don't care about celebrities enough but when I see that somebody died and just like out of nowhere it's just reported that someone is dead even I'll stop and be like you know what really they're dead I gotta make sure like now I'm skeptical of everybody I'm skeptical of every celebrity death that I hear I'm like wait I gotta you gotta Google this. You gotta, I gotta Google it to see. That's how I felt when I was at work and I saw the report that Burton Reynolds had died. Oh, that sucked, man. The bandit. Um, yeah, I saw today. I saw that someone said that Danny Trejo died from Machete, and, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What?" I mean, he's old. I get it, but it just kind of. I didn't realize Burton Reynolds was eighty-two. <laughs> yeah, it's and not. Then, wasn't a good eighty-two. Because you know, because you know, William Shatner is eighty-seven, and is going a mile a minute, man. He is. He's got the spirit energy of a man thirty years younger than him, thirty years his junior, man. Like he, still going strong, but Bert got sick and eighty-two didn't. You yeah, know. at that age, every time you get sick, it's yeah, you dance with the devil, and then Mac Miller died. Yeah, like, man. How familiar were you? All I knew was just the name. I really never listened to his music. Yeah, same here. I mean, that really doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. I don't care if he was a talented musician or, you know, what else he did with his life. The only thing I care about is someone who was 26 years old battling an addiction lost his life. Yeah, yeah. That's that's terrible. It's always it gives me an uneasy feeling when someone younger than me dies Mm -hmm. because it's just so unnatural. Burt Reynolds dying, you know, you live, you get to eighty two, you live the full and full life. You had your great times, everything. Dying at twenty six, yeah. I mean, holy hell, you had literally the rest of your life left, and it's just gone because of an addiction that took a hold of him. Yeah, and I think you know, it may it may sound unfair, but it's not it's not an original idea. But it's I think it's a sentiment that a lot of people feel. It's like when you see someone that young die who is famous or maybe has a lot of money. It's like I think it's it's natural for us to be like, well, how could they possibly how could they possibly be sad about anything? Like they've got millions of dollars and fame and all that kind of stuff. But it really just shows that man it, that it's like depression is depression. That stuff just doesn't matter man you can have everything and and if one thing doesn't work you have all the money in the world to get you know drugs and shit the you try to fill that hole but those even with, you take will just even with everything you. in the world it just it's still nothing compared to whatever the, the demon fuck, whatever that you're you missing have. yeah whatever yeah. demon you're fighting and it just really is terrible I yeah Hey, look at Roger Clemens, fat Roger Clemens at that. <laughs> He's been fat for 20 years yeah. now. Uh, oh, one other thing that really pissed me off about Mac Miller's passing, people blaming this on Ariana Grande. Oh, God, I saw some. Man. And I was like, what the fuck? She stayed with him. She tried to get him clean. It didn't work. And she broke up with him because she couldn't handle his drug use. I saw someone say that Pete Davidson got two wins in a row. I mean, oh, God, 
Dude, I hate people. People I, are seriously vicious online, I, dude. I hate people. The anonymity has given people the reason to just be complete assholes. I hate people. I said, oh and it's my like, god. Did they really just say that? I mean, it's like man those people, that hasn't even been dead six hours. It's like those people would say any would have blamed her for anything. She leaves like she broke up with them, and I said, oh, it's her fault. She shouldn't. She should have stayed. Never mind the fact that it shouldn't be women's issue or mission in life to clean up men. Men should be able to fix themselves. But if she had stayed there, been like, oh, what was she doing? She couldn't help her man out. He died because she wasn't doing blah, 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 blah. It's like she was damned if she did, damned if she didn't. It's like, you guys need to shut the fuck up. You don't know what was going on in that relationship. You don't know what shit he was dealing with, his demons that drove him to addictions. You need to shut the fuck up and stop blaming an innocent woman for a death she had no, no hand in. Shut the fuck up! It's just, it's too easy though because like, they, she's like, he's dead, what, three months after they broke up and two months after she got engaged to some other guy, like, holy moly. Again, his drug issue is not her problem. She can be yeah, there yeah. to help and everything, but if he doesn't want to do the work, if he doesn't want to clean himself up, what is she supposed to do? Just be there forever while he slowly descends into into what a, his uh, his death and it's it takes a lot more guts to get out of that mm-hmm. than it does because you know it's hard to walk away from a situation like that mm-hmm. and most people I think we could agree that most people will stay in a situation that they probably shouldn't be in just because it's so hard to walk away. Yeah. You know, and it's... Yeah, it's not easy. It is a no-win situation for anybody, for either party. She had to, like, disable her comments on um, Instagram for people kept blaming her for his death. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Everybody, just take a nice big dose. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Oof, man, that's rough. <sighs> Anything else for you, man? Oh, no, I think that's it. Like, it's a interesting episode for us. We kind of... Went all over the place? We really went all over the place. We talked about celebrities, and we never talked about celebrities. Mm-hmm. We got serious, and we don't get serious enough sometimes. And that's okay, too. And it's okay, it's good when we do get real sometimes. Is that the kids are still saying these days? I mean, we're neither one of us is kids. Our kids, so we can say whatever we want. We're we're men. That's true. Grown ass men living our lives. I hear that. Roger, Roger. Uh, so. Oh, good news! You got so you already had your microphone. Yes. I got you this phantom power thing, and the is uh, that what it's called? The phantom power. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Let me go get the official. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? I'm sorry. Let me go get the official name for you, sir. Because I saw it, I was like, you got the new, newer one channel, forty-eight volt phantom power supply with a dapper and XLR cable for any condenser, microphone, music recording equipment. Cool. And then also got you the uh, what was that? The USB drive. Yes, I got that for the sound adapter. 
this will let us this will allow us to take this podcast to a whole new level yes a level where I don't have to leave my couch which is the greatest level I wouldn't be I wouldn't you know wouldn't be mad at that if I were you either <sighs> but it doesn't mean we won't be recording like this we'll still record mm-hmm. in person yeah we'll just do instead of doing one podcast a week we might do two or three yeah that'll work that sounds fun Astros came back and tied the game. They tied it, man. Good work. All and right. they were down 5-1. Mm-hmm. That's how good this team is. All right. For people who didn't have much to talk about, we're almost at an hour. So let's wrap this up. That's cool. Thank you again, as always, for supporting us and tuning in. Um, I'll probably talk wrestling next episode, next time we record. Oh, yeah. We set, up doing, uh, we set this up. And do the Skype. We can do a podcast on Wednesday after work. And we can talk about SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, that would be cool to do. Set damn microphone. Sorry I didn't get you a stand. The one I wanted was, went up from $10 to $18. So oh, no, it's all good. You just have to hold it like a broke boy. <laughs> all right. Well, we shall be back later on this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, Twitter handle. Give you a little Twitter. I forgot what my Twitter handle is. Uh, I, I don't go on know. Twitter enough. Good to know. But follow DQ because <laughs> he, he is very active on Twitter more so than I am. Yes. And um, Quinn underscore 288. That's where it's at. And uh, we'll do some more work. You know, one thing I want to do, we'll get someone more, uh, someone better um, artist than either one of us. Make t shirts like this one I got on right now. Oh, that would be cool. My. Uh, Dragon Ball Z sat slash Heineken shirt. I got uh, from my friend's uh, Cameron. He has a podcast called the South Congress Podcast. And he sells shirts. And I bought one, you know, put a little money in his pocket. After he t- talked shit about me in his podcast. He, t- <laughs> he did? Yes. Two really? Times. Yeah. You're making waves, man. Yes. <laughs> yes, I had to go after him with the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, What's his name? Uh, the Ned Flanders gif of him putting the gun together. I had to go out there with that, putting the sniper together. With the, Wait, did they the go after duty. you? Did he go after you because you guys know each other? Or is it because yeah. he listened to this podcast? No, because we, we know. We've, uh, we've gone back and forth on Twitter a couple of times. We we taught each other. In fact, I, I got to finish this damn. Um, he gave me this paperwork. Not paperwork, but his email to do so I can do a wrestling. Like uh, He does wrestling interviews. On his oh, podcast cool. called uh, "What's You, Me, and Wrestling," and he sent me a, the Google Doc for one. I just had not gotten to it, so I need to finish that so we can go and talk to him about wrestling. That would be awesome. Yes, very much so. It's exciting for you. Oh yeah, first time being interviewed about anything. First time being interviewed about anything non-illegal. Right. All right, let's get out of here. For Anthony, I am De Quincey. We'll see you later this week. Later, babies.